Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy this morning. I'm delighted to have folks who are doing such good work. I am delighted to welcome uh, a family family centered services of Connecticut. And uh Brittany and Jody, how are y'all? Unmute yourselves. Doing really good. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us on. Where's Karen Droze? <laughs> she is, I don't know. She's around here somewhere. She's always working hard. <laughs> I know she I know she is. Uh, she reached out to me to make this happen, and I'm so glad. So tell me a little bit about the organization, because y'all y'all about to have a, your 13th annual uh in domestic violence walk on October 21st from um uh Cross High School. So tell me about the organization. Because uh, I don't think I know this organization, or maybe it was something else, or... Yep. Okay. Yeah. See, I know Absolutely. I was on to something. You are, you are, yes. So my name's Jody, um, Jody Beloga. I'm the Director of Community Programs and also the Development Officer at Family CT, um, Family Centered Services of Connecticut. We call it Family CT for short. Um, many people may know us as the Four Cs. We used to be called yes. the Four Cs. Yes. So the Coordinating Council for Children in Crisis, yes, we changed our name yes. a while back, yep. But we've been around since 1977, um, so long time we've been here in New Haven. Um, we have we have 12 different programs within the agency. We've grown quite a bit since it's been the four C's. Uh, so we've got 12 different programs. All of our services are free and home-based, and our mission is to work with families to make sure that they're safe and nurturing places where children can succeed. So all of our programs are, you know, that's that's the the ultimate goal of all of our programs is to work with families and and kids. So we do that in, through lots of different programs, lots of different ways. But um, we're excited to to be here, kind of honing in specifically, chatting about our domestic violence programs. Yes, talk to me about the domestic violence programs because you know what, it, it, domestic violence, unless some high profile case happens, it sort of falls away in the media, right? Until some high profile case happens and 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 then everybody's talking about domestic violence and women's safety and all this other kind of stuff. So 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 talk a little bit about uh uh what y'all do around that and and how people can uh, access Sure, I'll take that question. So um, I'm the director of the Neighborhood Victim Advocacy Program. My name is Brittany Kennedy. Um, so the Neighborhood Victim Advocacy Program works with all victims of crime. So we work with everything from bullying all the way to homicide and everything in between. But a, a majority of our work stems in domestic violence because um, it's such a great issue. Um, and so in 2022, we served over 800 victims of crime. Um, over 50% of those were domestic violence victims. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, so we're working every single day. We work with clients individually. We can work with them in group settings. Um, we also have um, uh, children's specialties too. So uh, children who've witnessed violence um, or who teens who may be experiencing violence in their relationships. Uh, we work with them as well. So it's definitely uh, a hard job, very rewarding though. Um, and we're seeing a lot of good change happen. So when you say work with them, what does that entail? What does that look like? Like if I make the call to you and say, you know, I'm in some kind of abusive situation, what happens? 
Yeah. So our program is a short-term non-emergency service. So basically, oh, okay. um, if you're familiar with the hotlines, the domestic violence hotline, yes. um, that would be the emergency service. So that's the initial crisis response that a client would um, seek to receive. And then afterwards, um, we found that there was this kind of space of limbo, like now what? Like I got this crisis service, what happens now? And so that's where we come in. So we um, we work with the client for um, six to eight weeks, sometimes more depending on the situation. And our goal is to build them a network of support. Um, the we know that um, violence thrives in silence and in isolation. So our goal is to um, create a network of support where clients can then begin their healing process. Um, so whatever that means to the client, whether that means finding support in their own families, finding support in um, their communities or religion or any of any of those things, um, that's our main um function. But we also, of course, we deal with the safety planning. Um, we deal a lot with the court systems and trying to get uh, resolution for, you know, court cases. Um, so we're busy. We have a lot of hands in a lot of pots. Mm. So do you all work with the police too? Yeah, I mean, is absolutely. That part of the, okay. Yeah. It's so, so also I should mention um, our clients come to us with like varying goals, right? So some clients, you know, might need um, advocacy with police. That's something that they really um, are looking for and something that they need. And so we'll jump in and do whatever we have to do to get um, to, to get the police to take on their case. Um, and we also do the same thing with the court system as well, both criminal and civil. Oh, mm -hmm. oh so that's got to be exhausting. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. And so, 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 so you're working with kids. Um, who have maybe witnessed violence. So that means you work with schools or mm -hmm. classrooms, teachers. And, and so tell me a little bit about what that looks like. Because when I yes. was a kid, I grew up in a very violent home and none of yeah. these kinds of services was available. You know, yeah. you you just grow up with the violence in the home and then you'd go to school. And no one right. talked, there was no school psychiatrist to talk to you be like, well, how do you feel about this? And, you know, there was no, there was none of that. So, right. so I'm anxious. So I'm, I'm happy to hear and anxious to hear, like, what does that look like um, when yeah. kids come to school from si troubling situations? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our goal is to make sure that um, that doesn't happen, because, again, that's a form of isolation. And um, and we know that's where violence thrives. So we try to make sure that things like that don't happen. And the way that we can do that um, is we run a program through the schools. Um, it's a preventative program. It's called Safe Dates. Um, mm -hmm. And it works with um, with teens and children um, to prevent both victimization and um, abusive behaviors. So, um, so it's it's a double sided uh, curriculum, and we really love it because of that. Um, and we go in, we do about four or five classes a year um, local to the New Haven schools, but also we do children's groups. So that's um, more of a reactive group. So we have the preventative end and the reactive end. And so the reactive end is um, we we have this children's group where kids can come and they learn the basics of safety planning. They learn how to build their own network of support. They learn self-esteem building. Um, and they learn like safe adults so that they have somebody to talk to and someone to um, kind of build a rapport with so that they're always talking about the things that are going on. Um, and so, yes. Yeah, and so like our, our main 
focus with children is really getting them to a space where they're healthy and thriving. Um, and so whatever barriers we have to work on with that, we will. Mm. So tell me about your, your staff and the team of people. I would imagine you would have to have mental health professionals. And I mean, tell me a little yeah. bit about how do you, how do you, how do you provide the services that you provide? Show yeah, me so that one. Yes, I can do that. So we have um, we have a growing staff. I think we have about fifty three staff members on our on our team wow. right now. That's a yeah, lot. And, yeah, and we are spread across, like I said, twelve different programs. So our staff ranges. So we do have um, we do have mental health professionals, like you said, licensed clinical social workers. We've got LPCs. Um, you know, we have that clinical staff, and then we also have um, staff that are not clinical staff for our non-clinical programs. We have parent educators, we have, um, you know, case managers and all sorts of different staff. So we've got a lot of different, um, a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different backgrounds on our staff with a lot of different experience. And it really, you know, our staff can all, you know, is often a good resource for each other too, with, with all the different, you know, we've got clinicians and case managers and, and all different, all different types of uh, staff. So um, we're fortunate in that way to have, you know, a big span, but we do have, um, you know, clinicians that are providing treatment and therapy in those clinical programs. Mm. So tell me about the 12 programs that you run. Just run them, run them down if you can. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have six clinical programs and we have six community-based programs. So um, our clinical programs, they work with, um, some of them are, we have an intimate partner violence program um, that's different from the one that Brittany was sharing with you about. Hers is a, hers is a non-clinical program. So they do a lot of, like Brittany was saying, court support, advocacy, things like that. But we do have a clinical clinical domestic violence program that works with the um, the person who is receiving the abuse, the abuse and the person who is um, doing the abusive behaviors. So it works with, you know, I guess the term could be victims and perpetrators works with both. Um, and we also have programs that work with um, parents who are struggling with substance misuse. We have um, programs for uh, parenting. We have um, a program kind of shifting over to the non-clinical side. We have programs that work with children with special health care needs from birth to age 21. Uh, we have programs that work with parents with uh, mental health challenges, psychiatric disabilities, uh, parenting programs. So we have just tons of programs. We have a teen outreach program, and that one is a little bit different because they actually go into the schools. They go into schools in Bridgeport and New Haven, and they teach um, teen pregnancy prevention and self-esteem and things like that. So that program is a little bit different from the rest because the others are home-based, um, but we've got lots of different programs. We're doing it all over here. Wow, that is a lot. So tell me about this walk. Because it's, it's your 13th annual um, walk to end domestic violence. How, how did this come about? This is something that's like, like you said, it's our 13th year. So um, it started before Brittany or I was, was on board here at the agency. <laughs> so, so you inherited it. <laughs> we inherited it. Yes. Happy to do so though, because it's a great event. Uh, it's grown. It's grown from an awareness event to now our biggest fundraiser of the year, plus an awareness event. The really? awareness is still very important. Right. Yes. 
So this is our big event of the year. So we invite the community to come out. It's free to walk. We encourage and love to have people to fundraise for it. Um, but it's certainly not expected. We just want people to come out and show their support for the walk. So uh, we've certainly grown in the past years. Uh, we've outgrown our space that we initially had. So we've been at Wilbur Cross for the past few years because they have a much larger space to accommodate us. So we start out in Wilbur Cross and then uh, we walk. And when we return from the walk, we have lunch for everyone, Subway sandwiches, Ashley's ice cream. We have raffle prizes. We have kids activities, face painting, um, and we've got popcorn. Um, and then we, this year we'll be drawing our big ticket raffle at our, uh, walk as well. So I can speak a little bit about that. Um, but the focus of our walk this year is, I, I believe you said it earlier before we came on walk for change. So that's what we're focusing on this year. And we're going to be highlighting some really incredible change makers in the community. And we're going to be presenting them with our first ever change maker award to be present to present to them because we don't do this work alone. We work with community partners. You know, we we couldn't do this work without our community mm -hmm. partners, without without the people that are doing the work with us in the community. So we're really happy and honored to be recognizing some of those people at our walk this year. So that's going to be um, that's going to be at the walk as well. We're looking forward so how long to is it. this walk? Because you know I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you should come. It's a lot of fun. It's a wait, short wait. walk. <laughs> how long is the walk? <laughs> it's right about a. It's right about a mile. All right. So we yes, walk through the East Rock area. It's all flat. We're not going to okay. have you going over any hills. I was like, if I find walk. myself at the top of East Rock panting, I'm like. I'm gonna come. No, no, <laughs> no! I promise you won't be breaking a sweat. It's a, it's a nice walk. It's a nice walk with uh, just chatting with people that are there for the same mission to raise awareness about domestic violence and the epidemic that it is, and take a stand against it. We want our voices to be loud. We want our voices to be visible because, like Brittany said, violence thrives in silence, and and we don't want to we don't want to be silent about it. We want to be taking a stand. So we're really looking forward to to our 13th annual walk this year. It's it's always a really good time, and we've got some great prizes for our smaller raffles and then our big ticket raffle will be uh, drawing as well. So, um, and the great thing about that is the winner does not have to be present to win. So if anyone that's listening today or anyone wants to take a, a chance at winning two round trip tickets on Avello with a uh, $200 Airbnb gift card and a one-year AAA membership, that's our grand prize. So I might, I might I don't have to know throw my head in there. We get my coins yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. Avello flies to Puerto Rico now. So I uh, know. I see a trip to to a tropical beach in someone's future. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so do you do other fundraising activities? This is not the only one. Is this the only one? I mean, this I know is, this is the big one, but do you have smaller ones that you do? We do. This is, yep, you're right. This is our biggest one. We do have smaller fundraisers throughout the year. Um, our next one that we have coming up is actually the first time we've ever done this, but it's going to be a bingo fundraiser. Oh, um, so this will be our first time. It's going to be in West Haven at the Elks Club on January 27th. So um, that's what we have coming on the horizon. So after we stop planning the DV walk, we're going to hit the ground running 
going towards our bingo fundraiser after the holidays. Um, when we're in January, there's not a whole lot to do. People are looking for things to get out of the house and do. Um, so we'll be having that bingo fundraiser. And uh, at that fundraiser, we the prizes are designer handbags and $100 gift cards to different stores. So wow. lots of really cool prizes and a fun night out. Um, we've done beer and cheese tastings before. We've done those with Black Hog in partnership with Black Hog Brewing and Mystic Cheese Company. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've done that the past few years. Um, we'll often do clothing drives. That is a fundraiser for us. Um, and so the, the clothing is donated to us and then we are uh, able to use it for fundraising purposes. So we do smaller things uh, here and there, um, but that's that's kind of, you know, what we're looking towards in the next year. We're kind of focusing on the bingo fundraiser, the DV walk, then the bingo fundraiser, and then kind of seeing where 2024 takes us from there. Be time to plan the next DV walk by the time all that's said and done. Oh, I love it. Hey, Karen Rose. Unmute yourself. Hello, Ms. Bass. Hi, Jody. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Karen. How, how are you? Happy, happy birthday, happy anniversary, happy all the stuff. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I I just wanted to say, I I've been joining this um this agency since December, and they're such a great agency. I mean, mm -hmm. I I I keep getting surprised every day. I also want to make sure that before I go to my next visit, because I'm running, um. You know, we also have a food pantry and we take okay. constant donations um, where we're going to have um, a holiday um, donations coming in December. Um, you know, so we really want the community to come out, stand for with Family CT together. Um, like okay. Brittany and Jody said, we do not do this alone. We are a, a New Haven is big. And we touch many lives in New Haven. And we need to continue this change moving forward. Um, and Babs, I want to thank you because you're always open to hear about these great new programs. <laughs> Ladies, I'm so proud of being part of this team. I have to run, but I wanted to make sure I said, how great <laughs> job. And come out, New Haven. Come out the 21st. Two tickets. I'm in the lead of selling. So if you want to tickets, them with me. <laughs> Buy them from uh, Karen. She could win a prize. <laughs> I love that, Karen Droz. That's the right kind of energy. I love it. I love it. I love it. How much are the tickets? I'm sorry. What was that? How much are the tickets? So $15 a ticket, but if you buy four, you save some money for 50 So can uh -huh. I put you down for 50 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, girl, we'll talk offline. <laughs> We'll talk Thank you for coming on and visiting us, Karen. And Karen does amazing work here at Family CT. She's only been, I think you said only since December, but you are a force here. And we are so lucky to have Karen on our on our team. What is here, your role, so. Karen? What do you do there? Um, so I'm a home visitor, family support services with a baby and me program. So we work with um, prenatal women and we can follow the child to their five. Wow. Um, we actually use um, uh, parents as teachers' curriculum. Um, we use circle of security curriculum. We use touch point curriculum. And we want to, um, again, l um, prevent those traumas. 
make okay. those attachment between uh, children and their caregivers. Um, it's a wonderful program. Again, um, Family CT as an agency, we support all these programs that we have. And again, I, I before I go, come out the 21st. If you need travel tickets, reach out. I am so proud, again, to be part of this team. And Beth, thank you so much for always allowing us to share our programs. Absolutely. You call, Karen. I, I do what you say. <laughs> I come Bye, you everyone. Have a good Bye, day. Karen. Thanks for popping Bye, in. Of course. <laughs> oh, she she makes it fun. I'd work there because of her. <laughs> right? She is fun. Yeah. Life of the I party over she... here. <laughs> I was I hoping would, she'd make a cameo with us. I'm glad she hopped on. I'm glad she did too. So I had no idea. So you you guys really have uh, a lot of things going on. I didn't even know about the food pantry part. So who gets who gets to partake of the food pantry? Is that for your for your clients or just anybody who's in need? Yeah. So um, our client it's for it's for any client who's in need. Um, but really, like it's it's trying to address all those barriers. And unfortunately, especially now, like one of those is food insecurity. So um, we, we really rely on our food pantry. Um, but our food pantry also has things like diapers, um, hygiene products. And so like, we, we really, we really utilize that for a lot of our clients. It's very helpful. And you all are New Haven based, or is it greater New Haven or just New Haven? Our office is physically located in New Haven, but we serve the greater New Haven area. So we'll go into the valley. We go up the shoreline. Um, so we really uh, one of our programs even goes into Middletown. So we really touch a lot of a lot of areas in the greater New Haven space. And do you all have interns and volunteers? Do you have volunteer opportunities? Um, so we do have interns. Um, our interns are, uh, shout out to my interns. They just started uh, about six weeks ago. Um, we have four of them and they're really excellent. Um, every year we try to take on like three or four interns. Um, we also have a clinical intern in the IPV FAIR program, which is the program that, um, the clinical program that um, Jody was talking about a little bit earlier. So, um, and also for our walk, if you wanted to volunteer, like reach out to us, we're always open. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. Cause I, and I we wondering. always, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and we always love to have volunteers who might want to run a food drive for us. So things like that. And that way we try to get creative with, because we don't have a lot of volunteer opportunities in our building. We love to have our community, our community, friends in the community do things like running food drives for us and volunteering in, in that way. And where are y'all located? Like what's your office? Do you have an office? Mm -hmm. We are on Nickel Street in New Haven. Oh, we I know. are right there in the East Rock community. Yes, right near the food hall, which has been dangerous for our staff that are in the office <laughs> because it is so close. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be in the beer place the, the, <laughs> the after hours we go there <laughs> during the day it's all about the food <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been over there in a, in a, in a while so the, do they have enough offerings in there yes they have anything you could want okay okay because when i was in there they only had like one or two things but I, I knew it was going to grow a little bit. So that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, all right. So, so you service the Greater New Haven community. You've got 12 programs. Now, do you think about adding programs or do you think about taking away programs? Like, how do you decide uh, what kinds of things that you, your, your organization will work on? And who's the executive what? director? 
Our executive director is Jacqueline Farrell. Um, so she's been with Family CT for a, a very long time. Uh, I don't know the exact amount of time, but I know it's over 20, I believe it's over 20 years. She's been with us a long time. Uh, she's been our executive director since May, um, I believe. I hope I'm not misspeaking there. Um, but yes, so to your, um, to your question about programs, so certainly that's something that um, the executive director kind of looks at and, and thinks about what's a good fit with our mission. We're not going to just take on a program because there's an opportunity. You know, we want to make sure that it's a really good fit. We did just recently add two programs to our agency within the last year. Um, so we are growing. Um, those two new programs that we added are the Outpatient Urban Trauma Center, mm -hmm. which is um, which is just kind of getting off the ground now. And so we will be um, an urban trauma center in New Haven that works with uh, kids that have experienced racial or urban trauma. So we have a clinician um, that is in that program. That's one of our newest programs. And then we also have a program called um, Connecticut Integrated Care for Kids, Connecticut Inc. for short. And that is a care coordination program. We already have a stat. We have an established care coordination program we've had for many years. But this is an additional care coordination program that um, we've had the opportunity to take on to be able to help us serve more children with um, with um, you know psych with disabilities. Um, in the greater New Haven area. So um, those are our two newest programs. Certainly we don't plan to get rid of programs. Um, we, you know, all the programs that we have are really crucial and needed. Um, so it's, you know, one of the reasons why we do things like fundraisers are to be able to keep all of our programs. So we receive state and federal funding, uh, but some of our programs are underfunded. So we rely on things like fundraising, private donations, grants, things like that to be able to supplement and be able to keep all of our programs really running and be able to offer all the services that we do offer. So mm. yeah, we're, we're hoping to continue to, to stay and, and grow as we, as we get bigger. And um, as long as it aligns with, with our mission, that's something that we always want to keep at the forefront of what we do. So, so Jody and Brittany, um, you've seen a lot of families and a lot of kids. Um, do you have, have opportunity to see people on, on the other side when they've, you know, gotten all the support that they need and they're in a better standing in their life and in their community and all the things, you know, that they, they are, they are, uh, 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 enjoying everything that uh, that you want them to enjoy. Do you have opportunity to see some of those folks come back around and talk to you about where they are in their lives? Yeah, I I always tell my clients that I love to hear from them for good things too. Um, so I love to hear their accomplishments. I love to hear graduations, anniversaries, um, births of babies. Like I I love to hear those things. Um, and we do often get those type of updates. Um, and honestly, we get a lot of people who come back to the agency to give back. Um, oh, really? and yeah. So they give back like services or they um, donate. And that's really special, too, because they know that these families are going through a lot because they've been through it themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so 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 the holidays are coming. Do you do anything special for your families and the children? I mean, I, I, in, if you're a, a family serving organization, I mean, you just can't get past the holidays, right? So you, so no. what, what role do you play in, I don't know, getting, get, keep, 
helping families get through these times. I don't know. Toy drives, yeah. household needs drive. I don't know. So we have a program called Adopt a Family um, that I'm I pretty know sure this we're program. renaming. Yes. So um, this program um, allows um, donors to come in and be provided with um, a family and their list. And then the donor would be able to go out and shop for that family and wrap everything. And so the family gets a full, you know, Santa bag of gifts. And um, it's it's always so incredible. The donors always give way more than we've ever expected. And the families are always so grateful. If you do want to sign up to be a donor for that program, you can reach out to uh, Jody or myself um, and we can connect you with Irene, who is the contact person for that program. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. I think that's a, such a special and unique. And I, I would imagine people find y'all to sort of do that, particularly around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's so wonderful to the holidays are so hard for so many people. And so to be able to see a lightness that's brought to a family that's brought to their children where they might otherwise not have had anything to celebrate or anything to, you know, bring that lightness to them. It's it's really wonderful to see, and uh, we're we're really grateful for our donors that make it so that we can do that because we wouldn't be able to do that without our donors. I love it. I love it. All right. So so the big event is the walk on October twenty first, um, from ten to twelve. Yes. And now, do you have to sign up? Do you have to pre-register or register or anything like that? We would love it if you did, but you certainly don't have to. Okay, but so you can we... just show up with some sneakers on or whatever you're gonna walk in. You can. Yes, you can show up. We um, we're happy to have the you know, we want the community to come and show up and walk with us and show our support and and have some some good a good meal with us afterwards. Subway, Ashley's popcorn. I mean, if I haven't <laughs> who, sold you who by doesn't now. Want that? That's, <laughs> I know. A, that's a good time. <laughs> now, does Subway donate their their the food? Do people they donate this food? They have in previous years. This year, they uh, unfortunately did not. But Ashley's has been very generous with us in past years. And they, they're they very generous and they donate the ice cream to us. So it really, like I said, we, it takes a lot of, a lot, takes a village to pull off this event. <laughs> um, and so we're really grateful for our community supporters, the people who come out and walk. I mean, there would be no walk if we didn't have people coming to walk with us. So mm-hmm. Um, it takes really just the whole community comes together to make this a successful event for us and to take a stand against domestic violence. And you do it every year. This is we do. 13, and you do it around the same time. Is it always the same time? Yep. It's it's uh, usually in October for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, now that we're at Wilbur Cross, we have to work around the SAT schedule. So <laughs> um, <laughs> last year they we were in uh, September, so we were kicking off Domestic Violence Awareness Month. But we do it in October every year to uh, you know to recognize Domestic Violence Awareness Month and celebrate. Oh, I love it. Well, I I am so grateful that you guys could come on this morning and talk about this. I I appreciate it. I appreciate Karen Jones bringing it. Uh, and I and I I I'm gonna do my best to uh, uh see if I can make it that day. And uh, if I can't, though, I will definitely make a donation of some sort uh, because oh, this kind of work you. is uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, and I'm glad to see that uh, there's an organization committed to uh, helping eradicate and erase and bring awareness to domestic violence. So thank you, Brittany and Jody. 
Thank you very for much having for having us. us on. Thank you. And we hope to see you at the walk or we hope to, you know, chat with you again in the future. We're really grateful that you invited us on to be a part of this today. Thank yes. You. And make sure you stay in contact. So if you ever want to come back on and talk about anything else that you got going on in your organization, another fundraiser okay. and programming stuff, you need volunteer, whatever, come back on and talk to me. We'll take you up on that. Yes, please. I want you to. <laughs> great. <laughs> so Sounds enjoy great. yourselves. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, and uh, good luck on October 21st at uh, 10 o'clock over at uh, Wilbur Cross High School. Thank you very much. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right. And it's a wrap, good people. So uh, the weather is still nice outside. So get outside and go enjoy the day. And uh, I will see you all soon. Y'all take care. Feel free to log off. <laughs> y'all are good. <laughs> all right. I'm on my way out. I'm going to go do... Uh, um, some work for New Haven Independent in a minute. We've got the uh, the uh, independent reviewers in town, you know, from uh, all walks. And so I'm going to go have a conversation with them uh, about uh, uh, being a, a, a critic of sorts, of art, critic of art, art, food, all the things. So I'm looking forward to that conversation at about uh, 1230 or so. So I will be back tomorrow. Let me tell you before I go, let me tell you who my guest is. Tomorrow, I've been talking all week, Harry. This has been guest all week. All right. Oh, yeah. So tomorrow I have um the other Malik Jones. Uh, this was the this was the brother who did 31 years for a crime he did not commit. I don't even child. <laughs> so he's my guest, and uh and some of the folks that work that work with him and on his behalf, uh, they'll be the guest tomorrow morning. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that conversation. And then I think Friday, I don't think I have a guest on Friday, but let me check because you know, I can't ever be. Friday the 13th. Oh, Karima. Karima, Amplify the Arts in Hamden. Uh, this is their second year. Uh, and they've got an amazing lineup. And they're going to be at the Eli Whitney Barn uh, for Amplify the Arts this year. So she'll be on on Friday. So i got two more days of talking to people. So uh, stay tuned. I will see y'all tomorrow. Thanks, Harry Droz. Thank you, Karen Droz. I'll be back. Harry, you didn't post up the flyer. We had a whole flyer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no.